Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 214. And today, within our survey of the Old Testament, we find ourselves in the book of Esther. Esther is the final book in the history section of the Old Testament. After the book of Esther comes the book of Job and the wisdom and the poetry section of the Bible. So today we wrap up the history section of the Old Testament. There's a few things I want you to know about the book of Esther. First off is Esther happened in the timeline between the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. That's important for us to know if you go back and look at a lot of the history and what was going on in the region, in the nation. Uh, This is in Persia is where this takes place. If you've read the book of Esther, you know this story is pretty wild. It's kind of crazy. It's almost like you're watching a movie as you're reading this story verse by verse. Esther is one of only two books in the Bible with the title of a woman's name. We know of the book of Ruth and the book of Esther. Just a little piece of Bible trivia for you. It is interesting to me that the book of Esther is about a woman who was a Jew that married a Gentile, and the book of Ruth is a woman that was a Gentile who married a Jew. Um, I don't know if that matters much at all to you, but in case anyone ever asks you, you now have that answer. But as we look at the book of Esther, what we see in the first couple of chapters is King Xerxes, and he is looking for a wife. Now, you can read chapter one, you can see his history and a little bit about him. Then in chapter two, he chooses Esther, Esther's beauty, her poise, everything about her, he just falls in love with immediately. Esther, he doesn't realize, is a Jew. He doesn't realize where she comes from. He doesn't realize her nationality. She has a relative named Mordecai. Mordecai is a key component within this story. He is part of the solution to deliver the Jewish people from a plot to destroy them. So as we see in chapter 2, in fact, the way chapter 2 ends is Mordecai uncovers an assassination plan. There are two people who are going to kill the king. Mordecai hears about it. He reveals it. It's investigated and found out to be true. And so Mordecai saves the king's life and the king doesn't even realize it. But it says that they wrote his works down in the books of the chronicles of the king. Now, this isn't the chronicles in the Old Testament. This is each kingdom had a history book, right? This is, these are things that happen within the kingdom. So Mordecai's name and act got written down in those chronicles. It's important for the story later on. And so after this, we see this guy come into the scene named Haman. Haman hated the Jewish people. He hated Mordecai specifically because Mordecai didn't bow down to him and Haman just hated that. Haman was very arrogant, very prideful. And so Haman has a plan to kill Mordecai, to erase the Jewish people out of the kingdom. Well, it's an amazing story of what happens. Queen Esther is in this place where she has the ability to go and speak to the king. This was not something anybody had the permission to do. But Queen Esther, because of her beauty, because of her poise, because of her position, had a chance to speak to the king and went to the king on behalf of her people. A few things happened within this storyline. I encourage you to go read this. It literally is like watching a movie as you read it, because Haman is about to kill Mordecai. He's got these plans to publicly execute him, and the plan almost played out until one sleepless night, the king could not sleep. So what does he do? He calls for the Chronicles to be read. And what gets read to him? Out of that giant book of the Chronicles of his kingdom, what gets read is the story of when Mordecai saved his life. And the king said, whoa, whoa, I had no idea that he saved my life. We need to honor him. 
So what does he do? Listen to God's sense of humor. He calls Haman, the one who hated Mordecai, and he says, I want you to serve Mordecai. I want you to come and be technically his slave, and we're going to honor him in a very public way. Now, Haman had already prepared the public execution spot for Mordecai, and yet here the king says, we're going to honor Mordecai. He had no idea that Haman hated him so bad. It was a wild scene. Well, the plot comes out that Haman was against the king the whole time and against the Jewish people. Haman ends up dying. He's executed. And after this, the Jewish people are delivered. As we look at this story, we see that God's faithful, even when he doesn't perform these big miracles, these supernatural moves in order to do something. God doesn't need supernatural moves. He just does things because he can do things however he wants He works however he sees fit. He uses the beauty of Queen Esther, her poise, her speech, her clarity, the way she carries herself. He uses her relative Mordecai to understand and know what's going on and honor people in every sense of the word. He uses timelines. He uses sleepless nights. As the book of Esther wraps up, we see that a feast is put in place. And the reason that feast is put in place to be a constant reminder for the deliverance and the salvation of a people. God is continually telling us to to be reminded that we have been delivered. We have been set free. So today, take a moment and remember that you have been set free. This is a great story. I encourage you to go and read it. It is just 10 short chapters that will keep you on the edge of your seat as you are reading it and see how God is constantly moving behind the scenes and working things out in his time for his good. And it's up to us to continue to remember he is faithful. 